Shumrabyog. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Collecting Issues, where this week we'll be taking a look at East of West Volume 2. Volume 2, indeed. By Jonathan Hickman and Nick Dragoda, Collecting Issues 6 to 10 of the 2013 Image Comics series. Very good, Ben. I feel that after almost a year of Collecting Issues, you've, you've nailed that now. <laughs> just you've, about. You've like... just about nailed that intro. And I'm so confident in your ability to deliver it flawlessly week on week upon week that I now feel comfortable to interrupt you a little bit. You can now, you know, slide in and out of my intro. Exactly. And then. just be like, oh, look, I'm here. I'm, I'm doing a quick tap tap and I'm gone. Benjamin. Yeah. I like the covers of the collecting issues of these things. The, the, the general covers? The general, the, oh, these. The, the, the trade paperbacks. I like. They're very nice. They're very nice. They're simple, Ben. They're. I think you could argue, Ben, that they inspired in many ways the thumbnails for this very podcast. I don't know what you're talking about, Michael. You, 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 you slippery snake. You, I'm not you acu- insidious, uh, insinuating son of a gun. I'm not accusing you of anything, Ben, other than artistic copying. Benjamin, why yes. don't you just very briefly remind both me and the listeners of uh, what happened in East of West Volume 1? Michael, what if America never got its shit together? Huh? Well, well what if that happened? Probably be pretty similar to what's going on now, Ben. <laughs> You'd have an election in 2020, mostly mail-in. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> but in actuality, Michael, if after the American Civil War, everybody decided to go their separate ways and we didn't have a peace agreement mm-hmm. or an armistice yeah. um, by its traditional name, uh, things might, uh, they might have carved the land up in a really odd way, Michael. And that's exactly... Yeah. That's exactly... Mm-hmm. What happens in East of West Volume 1. We get a little bit of backstory on what happened to America after the Civil War. Basically, they didn't decide to say, you know what, let's respect everybody equally. No, we're going to put all the, the black people in one kingdom, all the Native Americans in one kingdom, all the bloody Southerners in one kingdom, all the bloody Northerners in the other. And, and they the Chinese, kind of divide so ben, up the don't forget the Chinese. Oh, don't forget the Chinese. I forgot about the Chinese. Grand, grand bunch, bunch of lads. lads. Yeah, grand bunch of lads. And that's what they do. And they kind of divide it up into uh, some very distinct places. So you have the People's Republic of uh, America. And I think that's the Chinese faction of the United States. That's on the... Oh, I'm going to forget it. It would be on the West Coast, wouldn't it, Ben? It's on the West Coast. Thank you very much, Michael. Thank you very much. Then you have Texas. Yeah. Thank, just just left as Texas. Everybody's cowboys. Clever names. Uh, Texas is exactly where it's always been. Then right above that, heading up towards the north there, you have the Endless Nation. And that's the Native American end of America at this point. Mm-hmm. Armistice is the name where the pact was made, where they carved up the land. And it's right in the middle of that America. Right, right, right. Then you have the Kingdom... Mm-hmm. Which is north? Uh, sorry, which is southeast down near New Orleans, down that end of of the world. Uh, then moving right over to the east, you have the Confederacy, and then finally, way up there in the northeast, you have the Union. Oh, very good, Ben. So those are our, our different nations. And Benjamin, um, it's all well and good to say that. Uh, this happened because the Civil War went differently. But also, there's lots of gribbly-wibblies and weird, evil shenanigans. What what has led to that? I don't remember. There's a bloody, sinister, biblical cabal. Oh, that's what right it is. Right up the back there. Pulling all them strings. It's always a sinister uh, cabal. Oh, I love a sinister cabal, Michael. I'm all about the sinister cabals. Um, old Benjamin Cabal Colopy, that's what they call me. That's what the C in Colopy stands for. Ben, what is the <laughs> nature of this cabal? They... 
They follow the word. Remind the, me. They follow the word. And the so, wor- but, go on. The word. You're, you're... The word is leading to an apocalypse that they want. Yeah, so that's the unusual thing about this, Michael. So the the sinister shadowy cabal mm-hmm. is the word. You're absolutely right. And they follow the word. And the word, should they follow the actions correctly, will bring about an apocalypse, which many of the... It's a death cult, Michael. Really. Right, 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 right. That's right. what they are. They're a bunch of weird bloody death cults. And they believe that through the apocalypse, something is to be gained, Michael. Mm. Something is to be gained. It's never really 100% confirmed what that is. Yeah. But each member of this shadowy sinister cabal is in some form working towards their own ends within that religion. What is very important here, Michael, is this isn't one of your bloody beardy sky daddy religions no. where there's a big mysterious force up in the sky no 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 no. this one is based firmly on something that actually happens there's four horsemen Michael yeah. like that of the, the bible yeah I've heard of them and uh, they're they're the they're the agents of the apocalypse and they're they're kind of the big bosses war of this whole thing you got a war death you, you got a death famine a good old famine Benjamin Colopy and then you got a conquest Michael got a conquest. <laughs> I got one wrong you got a conquest. Um, and that's what you have. And in the first one, what we see is uh, Death got a bloody raw deal in volume one. Mm. Um, he was... It's a little doggo there. Uh, little doggo. In volume one, Michael, um, Death fell in love. Yeah. With Bad somebody idea. from the People's Republic of America. Um, the daughter of Mao. Of the Mao. Mm. At the time... And uh, oh, the other three horsemen weren't bloody pleased with that. It's like, hey, how are we supposed to bring about the apocalypse if uh, you're in love with a bloody human? If you're that's, that's supposed to bloody funny work. about with your girlfriend, you you big you big puff. So they go on the. <laughs> wow, that's going to get you in some trouble. Well, I uh, think the, the joke there, Benjamin, was that it's a it's not an applicable drug tree term. It really isn't. Yeah, it you really see, that was the joke I was going for. Um, and it's quite funny, really, if you think about it. Oh, my dog is in full play mode here, Michael. So you might hear some. Uh, you might hear some odd barks. If I could turn the camera, Michael, and show you my lovely pooch, I would. Benjamin, I can see her. Are you talking to the listeners? Oh, I was talking to the listeners. Yeah. I would show every... Oh, there goes my masking tape all over the floor. Excellent. Okay, so moving on from there, Michael. He bloody goes, well, you know what? I'm going to get her pregnant. And he does. And then they're like, oh, wow, you're really spitting in the face of this whole thing. We're going to kill your kid, kill you. And then we're all going to resurrect in about, oh, I'd say about oh, a good 10 years time. And we're going to try this apocalypse stuff again. And that's where we and come into this volume, Ben. That's pretty much it, Michael. And then, uh, well, no, at the end of volume one, death's back, baby. Death's yep. back. And ooh-wee, ooh-wee, is he rocking some strong Clint Eastwood vibes. He's back to get revenge on the people who put him low. And uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much what we're dealing with, Michael. Now, Ben, volume two. Let's yeah. get on to volume two, because volume two is what we're here to talk about today. In volume two, volume two is much more of an ensemble piece. Oh, there's so many characters, so many plots, Michael, all coming together. There's a lot going on. There's a bloody lot going on, Michael. There's a whole bunch of stuff. My favourite character, Ben, from this one, is barely in it at all. But um, he's the weird combination of Mad Max and Judge Dredd. Mad Dredd. Yeah, he's great. Judge Max. he's He's the Texas Ranger, Michael. He's the last Texas Ranger, I believe. He's the last Texas Ranger. So we're treated in, at the beginning of this one, poor El Bell Solomon, who is the, the shadowy cabal word representative for Texas, yeah. is uh, thrown under the bus by the bloody sneaky confederacy kid. Never trust, uh, no, never trust a bloody Colonel Sanders looking fucker. 
Never trust a lad who advocated for keeping slavery around. No. Not a great bunch of lads. Yeah, I think so, you meant advocated there, but look, it doesn't matter. What did I say? What did I say? You, you said ad, 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 abdicated. Oh, well, never trust a man who didn't want to abdicate slavery. <laughs> um, <laughs> but anyway, in this particular thing, uh, and he gets bloody set upon by the rest of the members of the Shadowy Cabal, and he does a runner. He does a legger, he Ben. In. He's like, oh, fuck this. I'm getting out of here. And then he tracks down a man because he realizes, oh, my actions have been really bad and they probably shouldn't exist because mm. they're getting too much power. It was a useful religion for me to have connections and networking possibilities, but now it's turning all a bit too real. I don't Fuck want that. the apocalypse. I don't want the apocalypse. I'm against Which, Michael, it. Any sane man would probably go, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So that happens and we come across bloody Walker, Texas Stickhead. He's Mad Max, Ben, but if Mad Max was Judge Dredd. Michael, I can only imagine when Nick Trigoda was drawing this that he went and looked at Brave Star several times over. There's a good bit of Brave Star in it. There's a good I guess, bit of Mad Max. There's a bit, good bit of Judge Dredd. I get such strong Brave Star vibes from Mad Max. Mad Max is the man on the cover, by the way. Yeah. yeah, he He's is. the man on the cover. And we're treated to a really interesting little uh, flashback to a very corrupt US, or Texas law system mm. with a big fat judge. Yeah, well, he gets his comeuppance, doesn't he? Oh, boy, oh, boy. Hoo, ooh-wee. Ooh-wee. Not even his floating chair can save him now. No. No. Benjamin. No. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's probably, that's one of my favorite little mini tales in this. I nice. also like, Ben, one which I also like is the story, Ben. And this is completely a work of fiction. But the story, Ben, of the, in, in America, they have an evil president. And while she's, <laughs> uh, while she's busy working with her shadowy cabal, um, the people of the cities start rising up against uh, several injustices. And she sends in uh, a kind of paramilitary, uh, pal- a militarized police force to quell these uprisings. And what's really fascinating about it is that it has no parallels with real life. I think that's the most interesting, Michael, is it could never happen. Yeah, it could never happen in, in real, real America. America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah, funny because yeah. when I was reading, that's all I could think as well. <laughs> I was and rereading I mean, it going, oh, wow. Pretty, um, wow. Pretty, uh, pretty, pretty portentous. <laughs> this, that, <laughs> yep. Uh, being several years old, and there's some, there's some turns of phrase in it. Um, there's some turns of phrase in it that are just really quite shocking. Um, <laughs> it's um, oddly prophetic. Obviously, much of the reason for this predates my time in office, but I, wor- I want to assure each of you that I will work tirelessly to solve this problem. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not uh, not yeah. great. It's uh, not very great, interesting. Michael. Very interesting. So, so that's the union. Um, yeah, we're introduced to Madam President. Madam President of the union is a bit of a dick. Yeah, she's not the best. Bit is she? of a dick. Not the best. Um, the the mythology of the four the four horsemen is kind of expanded upon as well. Uh, they're a real bunch of dickheads. The the three of the four, uh, famine, conquest, and war. Mm-hmm. Not great. No, they're not great. Not a great bunch of lads. No, they'll kill a child without even giving it a second thought. Yeah, there's a um, very there's a very unpleasant uh, scenario where we see where Ezra, one of the chosen, one of the one of the shadowy cabal, we see where he, he is ca- the, the the messenger. Yes, and the we messenger. see where he came from. Yeah, it's not great. We see flashbacks to his very grim and evil life, and it he all is. starts when uh, is it war? Who finds him on a battlefield? And the blue one. I think it's conquest. The blue one. It doesn't matter which one it is. Because she really, feeds him it? blood and she says, this is the spoils of conquest. Yeah. And then he grows up all evil and just always trying to please his mother. He's a high priest. He's their version of the Pope. 
I suppose. Well, he is and he isn't because he's, well, I don't know what goes on behind behind the Pope, but all he wants to do is please his old mother. And Come in on, the uh, end, give me a smile. In the end, his arm is a demon. Yeah, I mean, the, it's it's hard to avoid the H.P. Lovecraft parallels in this one. Um, they're much heavier than before. Like in volume one, you have very much um, biblical imagery, little bit of gross out stuff, a couple of living eyes here and there. A lot of Native American folklore slides its way into issue number one, but it's very much a Western. And then all of a sudden in volume two, it's like, oh, that's a big bloody uh, Cthulhu looking thing, isn't it? Oh, look at all those tentacles. Where has it come from? What dimension has last slithered out of? Get rid of it, please. It's from another dimension. It's Mm. from another dimension, another dimension. Like the Beastie Boys. Yeah, it's a famous song. Benjamin, um, I like that. I like that episode where he, he has been leading his whole life trying to become the voice of the word. And then when he finally becomes the voice of the word or whatever they specifically call it, he, he's not for it. He doesn't like it. No, he's like, oh, man, maybe I should have dedicated my entire life to this. Oh, what a tit am I. Yeah, look, my oh, my arm's demons now. I don't like it. There's a lot of that getting what you wish for and going, oh, I wish I hadn't gotten what I wished for. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of that going on in this particular issue. One of my favorite weird creepy things is the prison that Death, Wolf and Crow visit. Yes, so Death, Wolf and Crow, Ben, very, very much the main characters in Volume 1. Yes, but in this very vo- not much. In this volume, they they do go off and do their own thing a little bit more. Yes, they're kind of on a side quest, Michael. Yeah. For this one. Yeah, so tell us, um, tell us, tell us where they go. So in they, they travel to a lake. Yeah, a magic lake. One of the, the mirror lake, I think is what they call it. And there's this, the, I think the main theme of this volume could be summed up in all mini episodes is that there's a price to pay for what you want. Yeah. Ooh, wee, there's a price to pay. So Nick Dragota was watching Aladdin and the Cave of Wonders before he wrote this. <laughs> and then he went, oh, that's a great idea. I'm just going to make the lake come to life. Don't you dare so, close your eyes. <laughs> and then Death kind of hops on down there and he's like, right, I'm going to have to sort this out. And it's one of my favorite types of fiction, Michael, where they're like, oh, this was a thing all along. I didn't mention it in volume one, but there's definitely a big prison there with somebody down there that shouldn't be down there. Yes. So they go on down to a prison. Prison. And the prison is bloody fucking huge, Michael. Benjamin, I it, quite enjoy the prison. I quite enjoy the fact that they descend down the stairs for two whole days. Yeah, it takes them two days, Michael, to get to where they want to go. Benjamin, love it. Yeah, love that's very it. you, Michael. Very <laughs> Again, there's a lot of Lovecraft there. Madness and kind of going down the spiral and, oh, what are we bloody doing? Going down the spiral, Ben, and sometimes bridges just lead off the spiral for seemingly no reason. And you keep going and going and going. And death seems to know the way. But if you didn't know the way, oh, golly gosh, you don't want to be down there in that prison. Because if you don't know the way, it's gross. You're going to be stuck there forever, pretty much. Ben, I I wouldn't like it. I like the dynamic between the three. Because in the first volume, they seem to be very much equals. Crow, Wolf and and Death seem to be kind of partners, compadres, Mm -hmm, brothers mm -hmm. in arms. And then all of a sudden in volume two, this distinction is kind of drawn between Death and the other two. He's like, I'm the Hefe. And I'm, you two can yeah. get, a li- and get in line or get fucked. Because we're going down the infinite tunnel. So you better follow me or else you get stuck. It also kind of sets him out as as someone who understands what's happening in the world a lot more than they do. Because he doesn't get lost. He doesn't get nervous. He's just like, I know where I'm going. Well, I mean... I've been but, here before. Yeah, but that's because he's been there before. I don't think that... I didn't feel that gave him any sort of power or, or agency over the other two other than... Yes, I suppose. It's this way. I know it's this way because I put her here. The horrible yeah. outside brain eye tentacle monstrosity thing. 
The Oracle. She's an Oracle. Now, Benjamin, in other things I've seen, the Oracle is a sexy lady. Well, I think she was originally a sexy lady. There's a little flashback, Michael. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereupon she looks upon her blinding. Her eyes were taken from her by the four horsemen. And one was given to the tracker that we saw in volume one. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember what happened to the other eye. I don't know where that is. The other eye is out there somewhere. Someone should get it back for her. Someone should get it back for her. Or maybe anyway, not. she's a bloody big creepy tentacly-eyed monster thingy because she's been down there for eons. And she's stuck down there and she's like, oh, fuck this. Yeah, I don't want to be down here anymore. But then, Michael, when she's given the chance of freedom, she's like, you know what? Fuck you. I'm going to stay here. <laughs> I mean, the the mythology and the dialogue is a little bit more complex than that. Yes. Oh, no, there's a lot of nuance and good writing there, Michael. Yeah, but, you've, uh, you've summarized it. You've really boiled it down to I'm trying to be succinct here, Michael. Yeah, you've, you've, fuck you've, you've boiled this. it down to your essence. No, fuck wait a minute. You, fuck that. <laughs> um, so she makes a, a deal, an elf, an elf pact, Michael. Yeah. We love a pact here on the podcast. We do. We enjoy a pact. And death loses an eye. Hmm. Doesn't seem to bother him too much. No, it's an eye for an eye. So the biblical imagery kind of slides back on in there. Yeah. And uh, we got a little bit of that. And then he finds out that his son's in a grave. And he's like, hey, 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 hey. I gave you my eyeball. How about you give me a few more specifics? And then she's like, hey, 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 hey. You locked me down here for bloody eons. Screw you. Although, Ben, she does seem to give him some more specifics. Because finding the guy later is surprisingly easy. Yeah, they seem to get there, no bother. Yeah, um, I think that's mostly down to Wolf. So the, where where the the third act for them in this volume is is in a place called the Grave, or roughly translated to the Grave. Yeah, not the Grave. Our is the grave, land, the Dead. It's the Deadlands, mm. um, and they play a huge role in Native American mythology. And we'll get into that in a second. Um, who they track down to there is Ch- Ch- I'm not going to get this right. I'm going to say it as it's spelt. I could be very wrong there to any Good. of our Native American listeners. Yes. Soz. Um it's Chevejo or Yeah, I'd say Chevejo, it's close enough. Or something like that. He is one of the members of the Sinistry Shadow Cabal. He's one of the chosen Ben, they're called. He's one of the chosen Good man. Good man. I knew I knew you'd get me eventually. Look, Ben, I had I'm no always, idea what they were called. I'm always reading things. You're always reading things, Michael. You great fan of reading. Always reading things and looking at things on the television. Benjamin yeah, That's you. Um so here's what I don't understand. Do they gain powers from being in the Cabal or are they in the Cabal because they have powers? Lauren Bacall. Yeah, so they do not gain powers from Lauren being Bacall. part of the... being Lauren Cabal. They, <laughs> they, don't, they don't gain those powers there. Most of them are chosen due to the fact that they're already survivors and kind of pricks. And they've got some sort of power place. or influence. Um, Chaveo is one of the he's the chief of the Endless Nation um, and the Endless Nation in this iterance I suppose it's a little bit like Wakanda for Native Americans um, the Endless Nation is technologically advanced beyond reason and Chaveo is one of the old members of it who has who's still in touch with the, the spirit plane and, and stuff like this he can do all the all the old magics Michael. yeah he can turning into a big um, thingy Turning into a big thingy. Uh, he is actually Wolf's father. Mm, what a twist. Um, and it, 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 it gets a bit complicated. That's explained in later volumes, Michael, but we're only focusing on volume one today. Volume so two. We'll, we'll just keep going there. Volume two, because uh, I'm a terrible podcast co-host. Yep. So they're not given those powers. If if we look at the members of it, we have Madam President, yep. who's just a bit of a conniving girl. She's not the uh, best. Get rid of her. And That's she's chosen because she's a, a bit of a slippery snake. Yeah. Um, Bell Solomon was an esteemed member of Texas. He was. He's, uh, yeah, he's got guns. 
He's got and he's he's all right with guns. He's not too bad with a gun. Yeah. And so he was chosen for that. Bloody Colonel Sanders. He's just a slippery um, snake as well. He's a slippery snake as well. So they like that. They like a slippery snake in the mm-hmm. alcohol. John Freeman, who is uh, the delegate from uh, the kingdom. Sorry, yes. the delegate from the kingdom. Um, is very good with a gun. He's the fastest hand in the West. Yeah, he's even faster than the guy from Texas, which would be very upsetting he's, for the guy from he, Texas. Yeah, he was real caught out. He's like, the fact that you even thought about it means it's too late. Mm. And then, boom! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it was too late. Um, so they don't actually have that many powers, Michael, unless they brought them to the table when they, they started. Chaveo is the most physically powerful of the Cabal simply because he can conjure up big, bloody... Lovecraftian monster thingies. Yeah, he can he walk sends... in the land of the in the realm of the dead and the living, or some such. Yes, he's he's a, he's a middleman. He's a, mm. he's in between. He's a shaman. He's a classic shaman, Michael. Mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and he sends his powers kind of demonstrated at the very beginning of the issue when he manifests a big bloody Lovecraftian beastie to chase after Bell Solomon, and then Michael, yeah. he turns into a big feck of bison-headed monstrosity at the end. A big terrifying monstrosity. One of my favorite moments is when he tries to crush the lady who's also crows. And she just disintegrates into loads of crows. And she's like, who's posturing now, you son of a gun? And, uh, yeah. It's <laughs> just, oh, come on. Hang on. Come on. <laughs> Sorry about that. That's no way to talk to your son, Ben. <laughs> Can't just get rid of him off the podcast like that. Uh, yeah, I like, I like that. And I like... um. I like how Wolf isn't a wolf. He's loads of wolves. He's as many wolves he's, as you want. He, he's the concept of a wolf. Yeah. He, in the same way that Crow is the concept of a crow. Yeah, how many wolves do you want, Ben? He's that many. I, I've, I've got them all. He's that many, yeah. <laughs> Ha-cha-cha. He's, got, he's just got wolves up his sleeves. He's got wolves coming out of his trouser legs. He's got wolves everywhere. It's great. I love I love how many wolves he is. Yeah, it's pretty handy. Like, there's a nice expansion on that in Native American mythology. So we've we've talked about it on our other podcast before, Michael. The concept of demon animals in mm. Native American mythology and the the big the big bloody skull headed bison thingy is is a good example of that. It's a manifestation of a demon animal. It's no good. No, he's, no a, good. he's a big baddie. He's a real big baddie. Yeah. and that's kind of the action set piece of this uh, of this whole collection, really, isn't it? Yes, it takes a while. It does it's take a, slow a while. burner, this one. It takes a while slow to get there. Yeah, it's one. a slow burner. But it also flies by, Ben. It absolutely it flies by. There's a good touch, Benjamin, of Wakanda in the kingdom. Yes. It is. Yes, uh, there is. It's, it's Wakanda in America, essentially. Instead, yeah. of, uh, instead of stumbling upon vibranium, they stumble upon some oil. It's a classic. Classic and, American uh, dream. They decide to buy... Uh, the Union, which is another kind of very political commentary by the, our your good friend and mine, Jonathan Hickman, Benjamin. Yeah, good good pal of the pod, yeah. Jonathan Hickman. He's oddly prophetic in in a lot of this. It's it's weird. Yeah, um, it is, isn't it? There's there's a lot of it. Jonathan Hickman clearly has a very good grasp of American politics and history. Mm. He seems to feel Benjamin that uh, American American democracy is for sale. You probably well. Recent events might. I don't know, Benjamin. Look, we're no political See analysts. Him clear here at the podcast. Oh well, yeah, that's fair. Benjamin, fair. Uh, do you like the fact that the creepy boy is? I don't like the creepy boy. The creepy boy is my least favorite aspect of these comics. Go on, the beast. Yes, he's the beast. Um, the beast is a an incubated little creature. Mm-hmm. 
that's been well it's quite important first of all he's the son of death and the people's republic of uh, america daughter mao yeah person yeah i've forgotten her name and that's their that's their daughter or that's their son and Zhao he's Lin? been ta- ja- yeah you're absolutely right um he's been taken by the three three of the four the bad three mm. the baddies and he's been incubated to become the beast, the bringer of the apocalypse. Um, if you're familiar with your bloody apocalyptic and bloody six six six, Benjamin. But he seems to be working his own angle because he uh, yeah, he's a weird little guy. He's doing a little trick on them, and he's pretending to be doing normal stuff, but he's actually doing sneaky stuff. He's a weird little guy. Him yeah, and yeah. his him and his AI construct, his AI nanny, are are kind of hatching some plants. They're, they're up to hatching something. some plants. I don't trust him, Ben. I don't trust him as far as I throw yeah. him. No, he's a sneaky little dude. I don't like those. I don't like the imagery. The imagery unsettles me. It's very H.R. Geiger. Aliens. There's also a good touch of... Have a techno implant. There's also a good touch of um, Evil Reed Richards to him, isn't there? Yeah, he's like the maker. The maker of Evil Reed Richards. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan Hickman has an axe to grind with creepy, automated, genius people. Yeah, he does, doesn't he? Because Jonathan Hickman used a lot of the maker Reed Richards in his Marvel runs. He's still knocking around. Donny Cates has taken up that mantle and mm. you see the maker, Reed Richards, and just about everything Donny Cates puts his hand to. Benjamin, we um, haven't talked yeah. whatsoever about the art. I thought it was consistently good. He's an ama- I adore his art. I think his characters are all ultra distinguishable. Yeah, without um, being caricatures. It's it's very nicely rendered, Michael. Mm. It's it, it's always consistent, always clear. The compositions are lovely. I'm just taking a look here, Michael, at I don't know if they have page numbers. They don't. That's upsetting. Um, if you take a look at the the little flashback to where we find out how Armistice became a big temple, yeah. you'll see that there's very often people would make pilgrimages to the site. Yeah. And the four horsemen would just come in and kill them all. Yeah, like, no oh, good. Bunch of we bad don't blokes. like worshippers. But there's a lovely panel there, Michael. If you take a look at your screen, there's a nice little panel of the horsemen surveying the scene. It's just a very nicely composed panel with some with some blues, some oranges, some, some, some blacks. Of, some of your favorite colors, Ben, blue and orange. He's two of my favourite colours, Michael, if not my favourite colours mm. of all time. Yes. Michael, his use of perspective, his camera angles. Oh, Very excellent. cinematic, very tasteful. Very, very nice. cinematic, Ben. I really love the sniper shot reveal from the last yes. issue. Where Taken straight from 2012's Ill-Fated Wanted. He, oh, it is quite wanted, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's also yeah. not dissimilar to the scene in one of my favourite TV scenes of all time, the season two finale of the, of the TV show Legion. That also finishes with a sniper shot that pans back, I think. Very good. All the way back up into the tree line. Yeah, it's very good. Um, it's great. It's a good shot. The art is possibly some of my favourite art, Michael. Mm. And he seems to be able to do it all. Like, there's no... I'm sure there is janky anatomy, but he can do an animal. He can do... A load an of animals. Piece. He can do technology. Yeah. He can do distinct faces. Yeah. <laughs> Very good, Michael. You can do the a colorist demon come out of your arm as well. I, I may not have mentioned the colorist previously, Michael, because I'm a terrible person. Linda um, Martin from Eurovision. So it's, Fra- it's Frank Martin, not from Eurovision. No. His color work is phenomenal. Delicious, absolutely yeah. delicious. So I mean, as a, as a book, Michael, mm-hmm. ooey, Benjamin. Ooh-wee. We have Such one good. last thing to talk about, and well, that is our new segment, Benjamin, for Volume yeah. Two of Things. Yeah, and we are calling this the Greg Luganus rating. Okay. 
Are you going to Gregory Luganus. Yeah, the Gregory Luganus rating, Benjamin. And the Gregory Luganus rating is based on how good a time is this to just dive right in? Are we? Do we have a scale? Yes. We, we, okay. from, from zero to ten Greg Luganuses. I'm going to give it a three. Three Greg Luganuses. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel like you need to know a lot about death to understand why he's willing to give up an eyeball. I had given it a two, Ben. I, I agree. Okay. I, so I largely agree with your rating on the Greg Luganus scale. The reason being that you really need to know what's going on to really enjoy this, I think. Yeah, this this isn't a just hop on in when you're ready kind of comic. No, you can't no. just dive in here. Dive in at the first one. Yeah. But... Yeah, no, go to number one. Having said that, I think if you did pick this up and read it, it isn't so off-putting that you would be put off going back. Oh, I think you go out and buy yourself volume one almost immediately. Yeah, so that's why it gets a two or a three, Greg Luganus. It's not a one or a zero or a one. Actually, I'm going to up it to a four. Oh, goodness, Mike. I'm going to go to a four because I've just convinced myself that it's not a great jumping on point, but you might read two or three issues into this and go, I've no idea what's going on, but I'd like to, so I'm going to go back and get volume one. I sure would like to know what's bloody going on. In my mind, that earns a three, Gregory Luganus. Yeah, no, that's a win. Yeah, That's I don't know if that. I don't know if Gregory Luganus's name is actually Gregory Luganus. I, I think he's. Gregory. I've decided that it was for this for this let very just, moment. Let me just I look go. it up. What's Greg Luganus's real name? I don't even know who Greg Luganus is. My it name. is Gregory. It's great. He was an Olymp- He was uh, He's probably the most famous Olympic diver of all time. Ben, that's really. That's why, that's why the rating system is how good is it to dive right in, based on Gregory Luganus. Oh. Oh, delicious. look at you. Delicious. Look at you and your layers, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like an onion. Oh, um, yeah. What do we do, Ben, now? Will we wrap it up? I suppose we probably should, Michael. Before we do that, though, yeah. what, what would you uh, What would you tell me? Tell me now, Michael. Tell me. Yeah. What would you recommend if people like this? Benjamin, if you like all of this apocalyptic stuff and you like looking at symbols and you like lots and lots of complicated characters coming and going and getting mixed up in things, yeah, I mean... The, the oh, we've already talked about this because I, I think I said last time that Jonathan Hickman's Secret Wars build up I can't even remember what it was called but it, it was very similar to this even more apocalyptic than this I would say yeah. but it features a shadowy cabal of black swans who you know there's a lot of influence in this in Jonathan Hickman's Marvel work I would say yep that's fair is it that's Jonathan Hickman fair. or Robert Hickman it's Jonathan Hickman you're absolutely right yeah I'm right I'm okay you're right you're thinking of Kirkman Kirkman. Robert Kirkman. Yeah, Robert Kirkman. Kirkman. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah, so that. Yeah, very good. Or just show. volume one of this. Or volume one of this. That's yeah, just yeah. as good. Uh, I recommend getting them all. I have all of them to date. Oh, lucky. And it's, it's well, no, I have to get number 10. Number 10 is the last one. Uh, it's wrapped up now, Michael. Number um, 10? That's a lot of numbers. 10 volumes. Yep, wow. 10 volumes. But uh, I should point out, Michael, that number 10 only collects issues 43 to 45. So it's a very small little... Oh, that's fine. It's a slip of a thing. It's a slip of a thing. A A slip of a thing. A wee slip of a thing. Just go read them all. They're all great. I will, but I won't, Ben, because we'll probably, over the next 10 years of collecting issues, we'll probably get to them all. At a rate of one a year. (laughs) At a rate of one a year. Oh, there's there's the pooch again with a squeaky ball. Nice. Um, all right, we're going to wrap it up there, ladies and gentlemen, because my dog has decided to ruin everything yet again. Um, so, Classic Ladies dog. and gentlemen, what did you bloody think of the comic? What did we miss? What would you have discussed if you were in our shoes and you had your own podcast? 
Okay? What would you do? You can get in touch with us and let us know in a variety of ways. If you like the interwebs, find us on www.shamrabug.com. It means tiny room in Irish. It does indeed. Or if you're one of those snazzy mobile users, you can find us on Instagram at shamrabug, S E O M R A B E A G. It still means tiny room in Irish. Yeah, it doesn't change much. Um, and, ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening to us on the old Apple podcast, give us a review. Give us a review. What are you doing? Give us a just, just go on. Do it give now. We'll wait. Yeah, no, we'll we'll wait. we won't. No, we won't. We, we've got to wrap oh. it up. I have to have okay, we won't wait. Um, in, and then, uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you listen to us on Google Podcasts, share us with all your pals. If you or anyone you know loves the East to West series, maybe they'd like to listen to this. So go into Spotify, go yeah. to the share, yeah, yeah. and Press send it on over. Ben, I ho- I'm holding up a sign to remind you to to, to uh, talk about Discord. Oh, I can't see it. Yeah, so if you'd like a more active and participatory kind of discussion, head on over to the Discord. Head over to the Discord. There's a permalink in the description. <laughs> smooth as butter, my friend. Yeah. Smooth as smooth as an eldritch horror's bloody tentacles attaching to a messenger. Mm. Right, that's it. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody. <laughs> I've got a flappy arm. Oh. <laughs>